0: Hey guys, so I just wanted to apologize for not being not posting enough content in the last couple of months. I've been super busy with school work and professional work, but I am making a personal promise that from today, I'm going to be releasing new episodes every two weeks. So, and thank you to th- those of you who've been waiting patiently enough. So yeah, thank you and enjoy. <laughs> Greetings, I am the mighty Master Voluminous, teacher, commentator, and most importantly to you, dear listener, storyteller. Today we are finally reading the third chapter of the paranormal crime thriller written by Gift and Yadike, Vator, Feel Free to Die. The story is set in Scotch, a bustling metropolis ruled by its criminal underworld. A violent vigilante has made it his goal to wipe out the city's criminals, but why? Well, the answer is probably pretty obvious, but we're going to try and find out anyway. In the last chapter, we met poor old Vadim Ivanov. He was kidnapped by the Hellfire crew. Today we're going to look at his interrogation. Enjoy. CHAPTER THREE. INTERROGATION. Ember paces back and forth for what seems like an eternity. No one says anything. The gangsters know not to speak when she does this. The last person to do so lost their tongue. She stops and looks at the surrounding architecture. The buildings are all old and crumbling, Windows are either smashed or boarded up. The only sound heard is that of the wind. The SUV finally opens. A tall, fit man with brown skin, bleached hair, and a burnt face on the right side comes out. His right eye is blind. He is shirtless. He wears torn red pants and brown sandals. Charing looks down, at Vadim and asks with a hoarse voice,
1: Do you know where you are, Mr. Ivanov? I I, I don't know. Uh, You don't know? He looks at the faces of his associates. He doesn't know.
0: He looks at him.
1: You mean to tell me you've never heard of Freebird Avenue? <sighs> no, I mean, yes, I just
0: didn't know that we were... Listen, old man, you are not in a position to play games. Amber grabs his throat.
1: If you were of no use to
0: us, then your life... Her voice softens. is forfeit so I suggest you consider your responses carefully.
1: Am I understood? Yes,
0: Vadim chokes out. Jarring lightly squeezes her shoulder and she releases Vadim's neck.
1: He smiles. Good. He turns away again. I didn't come to give a history lesson, so I'll just say this street has been pendant for over ten years. Very few enter it, the walls have no eyes or ears, perfectly suited for our current get-together. To be blunt, everyone in this town thinks this entire stretch of road is haunted. Can you believe that? (laughs) The kind of nonsense people believe. It always leaves them so vulnerable.
0: He whispers the last word and pauses as if in some kind of trance. A cough from Ember snaps him out of his
1: reverie. Oh, where was I? Ah, yes, the haunted street. Now, as intriguing as this place's reputation may be, it causes me a great deal of
0: concern. He pats Ember's shoulder and allows her to take over. She looks Vadim dead in the eye. And that, Mr. Ivanov, is where you come in. Well, you and everyone else in this place. I don't understand. Vadim is caught short by Sparks pulling his head back again, showing him his knife. Amber, on the other hand, childishly pouts. I was getting to that! Why are all you old people so impatient? Her face turns serious as she looks him in the eyes again. This abandoned road, this haunted street, is the very place where four of our boys were butchered. Unfazed by the trailer's shocked expression, she continues... (laughs) They were scheduled for a hit on Thursday last week and they never turned up. The Hellfire crew does not tolerate lateness of- for any reason. So, naturally, I asked the boss if I could, shall we say, reprimand them. <laughs> the evil grin in her face sends a chill down Vadim's spine. But he decided to send Slayer's group to deal with them since they were closer. But I guess somebody already beat us to the punch, the mohawk gangster chimes in. A look of cold fury from Ember, he realizes it's a mistake. He pleads with Charon to stop her from killing him.
1: Ember,
0: calm yourself, the gang leader says with a smile. She growls and clenches her fists. Flair breathes a sigh of relief. Jarring walks over to him as one of the bodyguards, a muscular Asian man in a green tank top, black pants, sneakers, and a flame-flat tattoo on his left shoulder walks up behind him and grabs him in a full Nelson. He stares into Flair's frightened face and says,
1: ''No, you can
0: do it!'' Ember pulls out two knives from her coat pockets and proceeds to slit Flair's throat with one before stabbing him in both eyes with the other. The sight of such violence causes Vadim to vomit, inciting laughter from the criminals. Ember hands her blades over to her tank top associate to clean. He wipes the blades with a cloth from his pocket and then hands them back to her. She turns to face the group and notices Vadim's hunched-over form, his lunch all over the ground. It always gives her a rush of superiority to cause those with weaker stomachs such discomfort. With luck, she could torture the old man later. Charing gives her a stern look to remind her of the purpose of this interrogation. She continues. She... One of our contacts at the police department... Now don't look so surprised. No self-respecting criminal organization gets by without a few pigs on the payroll. Anyway, one of our contacts informed us that the cops had received a mysterious package at their front doorstep. When the box was opened, they found the lieutenant of that group, Phoenix's head. A sound from nearby alleyway startled the group.
1: Sparks! Take your boys and go check. Make sure I wasn't wrong about the walls, not having eyes and ears. <laughs> Sparks
0: briefly looks at Flair's still twitching body and answers quickly. You got it, boss. As he and the two men from who guarded Vadim disappear into the alleyway, Amber continues. Now, I'd be lying if I said I didn't admire the handiwork. You wouldn't stop talking about it.
1: I mean, you should have seen it.
0: His head had been cleanly chopped off, and to top it all off, the killer went so far as to clean it up. (laughs) He even
1: combed his hair! Combed his fucking hair! It was an absolute work of art!
0: Vadim can feel nothing but fear and disgust. He has never felt anything but intense loathing for the criminal underworld. It took Milana, his eldest daughter, whose birth he had witnessed with his own eyes, from him. It took his wife from him, and as he kneels in an an empty street, at the mercy of a group of thugs who apparently don't even value the lives of each other, let alone his and the lives of the hard-working people doing their best effort to make a living, a psychopath, talking about the actions of another with such admiration and laughing about it. As if it were a common occurrence, what kind of world does he live in? But you know what the most peculiar thing is? In his mouth, they found a single black feather. I wonder what this freak... Jaring prepares to scold her, but Vadim cuts him off. Damn it! just tell me what you want from me! The tailor's outburst catches Ember by surprise. The tank-topped bodyguard reaches for his gun, but Charing stops him, walks over to Ember and slaps her. Stop droning! He snaps, eyes wide with annoyance. She fearfully rubs her cheek and continues addressing Vadim. My point is that someone in your little community is trying to play hero. I hate
1: heroes. Uh,
0: Therefore, I hate heroes. So you are going to tell us who the mystery assailant is. You've lived here for a long time and have made friends with just about everyone. So you would have had more answers than anybody else. I I have no ideas. Just so we're clear, this is not an isolated incident, nor is it the first time. For the last two months more and more of our boys and girls have been turning up butchered sliced and diced and on one occasion of hilarious irony burned alive i'm not sure you noticed a few of your neighbors disappearing without a trace she takes the look on his face as confirmation you are not the first to be interrogated in this place mr ivanov and if you disappoint us you sure as hell won't be the last. She grasps his throat again, pulls out a knife from her coat and holds it at his cheek, the tip just barely piercing his skin. Her voice is once again soft and venomous.
1: I will burn this entire district down and sniff the ashes through a straw until I find out which one of you was stupid enough to challenge us. I'd probably do it just for kicks anyway. So it's in your best interest to not give me a legitimate reason. Now give me some information I can use or I...
0: I, I, I... I told you! I don't know any... Amber slowly slices his cheek and hisses. Liar! You know who it is, don't you? You're protecting them! No! I don't
1: know anything! Please, you, you just let me go! I can't help you!
0: Vadim he whimpers.
1: Sharring looks at him stone-faced. Can't or won't. Either way we're done here. Ember dispose of him slowly. With
0: pleasure. Ember removes her trench coat revealing a red sleeveless buttoned up shirt and black shorts. Her belt is lined with several small knives. Her arms are covered in flaming tattoos. Vadim attempts to nu- move, but Charing's goons grab him and hold him still. By the way, your clothing designs are the shittiest I've ever seen, and I'm going to enjoy burning that shot to the ground. Vadim can only close his eyes as Ember is about to turn the tailor into a human pin She is knocked aside by Sparks' bloodied and limped body. The man in the tank top grabs his gun, points it in the direction of the alleyway, but does not see anyone. The other two goons release Vadim and draw their own firearms, as does Charing. Keep your eyes on the old man, Amber snaps after pushing Spark's body off her. If he moves, break his legs, but I want him alive. I'll get the the boss out of here. A gun goes off twice, and both goons drop to the floor, blood flowing out from their heads.
1: Who fired that shot?
0: Ember asks, completely bewildered. It doesn't matter.
1: Scorch, kill the old man. (laughs) Ember, get me out of here.
0: The muscular Asian man turns his gun in Vadim's direction, but again he does not fire, due to his head from his upper jaw upwards being sliced clean off. Ember screams in fear and rage. Jarring pushes her away from him, gets in the driver's seat of the SUV and drives out. She lies on the ground in horror. Jarring left her for dead. She doesn't know who or what she is dealing with, but she knows who to, de- to blame. You crafty old bastard! She gets up and walks to Vadim, who had opened his eyes when the spurts of blood splashed onto his face, and is so shocked... By the horrific sight before him, that he barely registers her or the fact that his bonds had been cut. You planned this, didn't you? I had nothing to do with any of this! Bullshit! Vadim's face goes pale, but it's not due to fear of Ember. But the hooded figure behind her.
1: What the hell are you looking at?
0: <laughs> she feels something curved and sharp being driven into each of her shoulders, and she falls to the ground in pain. Vadim stares in terror at the reaper-like entity standing before him. So it's true, then. This street really is haunted. The phantom points at the van. Without thinking, Vadim nods and turns towards the vehicle. As he takes his first step, he feels another sharp blow to the back of the head, and everything goes black. When he comes to, he finds himself on the floor in his office and gets up. It must have been a dream, he thinks, until he sees the blood on his clothing and nearly jumps out of his skin. Then it all comes back to him the gangsters, Ember, Charring, the kidnapping, the abandoned street, the death, the. He immediately shakes his head. He has more important things to deal with, like getting out of these blood in clothes and paying the. His thoughts are interrupted as he walks out of his office and sees a news story on the TV a friend had given him for the shop. He grabs the remote and increases the volume as the woman on the screen talks about the headline. This is Veronica Cruz with breaking news. The Hellfire Crew, a gang known for their love of arson who have been terrorizing the southern eastern block of Scotch is no more. Members of the group have been turning up dead in various parts of of the district. The group has been a target of a vigilante said to be living in the area. The Scotch City Police Department's forensic team have stated that all the bodies were found with a single black feather lying next to them. The feathers are said to be unidentifiable and... Vadim is no longer listening. His eyes are currently fixated on the front desk of the shop. For reasons he cannot truly explain, he walks behind it and opens the cash register. It has no money, of course as he had emptied it last night. So why is he looking at it? The answer lies in the form of a single black feather. Admit it. You thought the old man wasn't going to survive, didn't you? Don't worry, he'll be around for a while. But, if you want to know what its what his fate is, I'd suggest purchasing the book on Amazon because we will not be visiting this for the next few episodes. It's a very long book, and I have other stories to tell you until next time, dear listeners <laughs> I am the mighty master of luminous. <laughs> Where is my mind? I almost forgot. To my listeners in the southern hemisphere of the planet Earth, happy spring day. Yes, I know it's not actually spring, but it's a thing in South Africa, okay? Bye.